Hey everybody, welcome back to the Breaking Bad Insider Podcast. We are here to discuss episode 511. 511 is called Confessions. Um, it was uh, written by Jenny Hutchison and uh, directed by Mike Slovis. And I gotta tell you, this is my favorite episode of the season. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite one. No, this one, oh my God. I mean, I gotta say from the from the get-go here, when when I think all of us in editorial, because we all share an office, when we read the outline for this, we were like, oh my freaking God, cannot believe what is happening here. We never saw this coming. And I love the fact that we, you guys, uh, you and Tom in the writer's room, I'll introduce everybody in a second, but you guys in the writer's room killed it with this one because you all over the years have given us all the ammunition to see this coming and we didn't see this. I didn't see this coming. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm just slow. Yeah. Um, I am here today. <laughs> I am here today with uh, writer, creator of the show, Vince Gilligan, executive producer, Vince Gilligan. Hello. Wow, that was uh, nice. Uh, I like that. Uh, uh, <laughs> co-executive producer, Melissa Bernstein. Yay. Yay. Uh, Say hello. Say hello. Executive, hello. executive producer and producing director, although you didn't direct this episode, but you're here. Producer. Executive producer. Just an executive producer. <laughs> Michelle, <laughs> Michelle McLaren. Hello. In the my writer's room, you know, peep here, uh, uh, Tom Schnauz, who I'm so happy you're here. Playing the role of Jenny Hutchison. Yes, today. yes. <laughs> Convincingly, uh, obviously, yes. What's up? Actress, actress Betsy Brandt, who plays, who plays Marie. Hello, friends. <laughs> and actress Anna Gunn, who plays Skylar. Good day. <laughs> That's good. Y'all have sexy voices. Uh, Thank you. Thank what you. do you mean by this? <laughs> sexy, sexy, Let's three sexy, sexy show, ladies here. All right. We got, got a lot. We got a lot to talk about in this one. Um, um, and I don't want to cut us too cut us too short. Yeah. Um uh, let's I just want to talk about uh, with you and Tom especially from from the beginning. Um, how did you guys decide? I mean, when you guys decided, you know, back I remember you guys coming in before we even finished the uh the episodes for ep- for season 5A the first for the first 8 you guys were actually working i know um that you guys were working like on weekends and stuff like that to start breaking uh this last half of the season mm-hmm. um and this one i mean you know i pretty much thought that you know it was going to be Hank's year you know they were definitely going to confront Hank was definitely going to confront Walt and it was going to be all about and this kind of threw that whole thing on its ear so is this something that you guys had talked about you know way back when you were breaking it you know I mean when uh, you were breaking previous seasons you mean you mean the the, the thing uh, the 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 confession the confession yeah yeah yeah, how you were going to load up you know Hank with all of and, and and actually load up us as an audience with all these things that really could be thrown back in Hank's face and kind of like hook him into this whole thing as well. Or did this just come, you know, as you guys were breaking in order? I'm glad you're here. I, I, I tend to forget when things happen, but I mean, obviously we, we figured, you know, if we're going to have uh, point, you know, uh, Hank versus Walt, Walt versus Hank, there's going to have to be move counter move. So, so we had to figure out what are all the counter moves Walt could do to keep himself safe. The first one being, does he just shoot Hank in the head the first chance he gets? And, you know, that didn't seem right. That's, so, uh, that's also anticlimactic. I know, that yeah. would be, wouldn't and it? And he does have writer. morals. I, you know, I can't let you family. do that. But I you got to talk. You do that. No, I, well, and that's why we didn't do it. Cause I, I know, aren't you glad I came in and I said, <laughs> Ixnay on the Oot Shea in the Ed Hay. <laughs> 
wow. Boy, that was you're good at that. Yeah, I am fluent in big Latin. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my resume under special skills. So that's yeah. it. That's so how did you? So when did you guys? I mean, because it's it almost seems like you guys had this plan the whole time. I mean, you know, all the things that Walt confess that he's confessing to in this video that. You know, and he's telling how Hank is in, implicated and involved in all of this. Did you guys have that all along, or did you just realize? I think hey. we knew. I think we knew. And I'm sorry, by the way, uh, Jenny's not here. Uh, she did a great job writing this. Oh, episode. I'm here. <laughs> That's right. I keep forgetting. Oh, she just has a bad cold. Yeah. She's a bad cold. Okay. Is she running a marathon? Uh, yeah, I haven't She's been feeling well lately. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Jenny, then, uh, why, when did we? Uh, when did we? Uh, I'd love to say that we had it planned all along, all yeah. these things, but I don't think yeah, we did. No. no, no. I mean, all this stuff that that Walt throws back at Hank. Uh, I mean, I, the, the medical bills, particularly. Yeah, I think we knew yeah. way back when that the that medical was bills. That, well, yeah. yeah, when it came up, we said, "Oh, this is something that." We'll come back to haunt Hank for sure. I feel so stupid. We don't stupid. know how. That's a great chess move. Yeah. Yeah. I fantastic. feel so stupid. I just didn't see that coming, or I would never have taken that money. But I, I never would have. Remember the video. I could remember the video con confession specifically being a pinch, uh, uh, not a pinch, a pitch of Vince's coming in and saying that he's gonna make a he's gonna make a video. This is this is. I think Vince took a little while to convince the rest of us <laughs> that this was the way to go because. Did you, you were pretty clear on that okay. early on that this was this was an atom bomb that he was going to drop. It just it seemed I think we all knew that that the fact that I mean when in that season when Hank had just been shot in the aftermath and the recovery, we we figured that that uh, it was very ironic that Hank and Marie were taking drug money to make Hank better, and we knew those were probably chickens that would come home to roost later. But way back then, we didn't know exactly how they would. Yeah, but then the and then yeah, the, but we, that's, you know, it, it, people always say, did you know this? You know, did you did you know where it was all going to end? No, that's the beauty of being having a writer's room. It's an organic process, and and it it is aided and abetted by the actors who bring uh, depth and complexity to the to the characters that that the writers, as hard as we work, we wouldn't come up with uh, these characters wouldn't be who they are without the actors' input and the and us and us. Actively, sometimes, but sometimes the actors, us just observing the way they play the parts. And it's an, a living, breathing thing, especially over the course of, of many episodes and many seasons. And if you say, you know, I know where this is all going to end, if you really say that and, and stick with that at the beginning of a six-year process or whatever, you're, you're robbing yourself. You're, you're, you're you're being too rigid and orthodox and you're not seeing where the story takes you so there was so much we didn't know that we kind of reverse engineered later yeah we kind of just collect all those puzzle pieces and just kind of keep track of them as we go along and just put them everything down on index cards and keep them on the board and we're always looking at all the pieces and trying to figure out how to tie everything back together into yeah. one. yeah but did you know clearly yourself Vince where the story of Walt was gonna go not really you know no. it's it's funny I I mean I knew I'm, I'm proud of the fact that that thing that first thing I pitched to Sony and AMC way back when held for six years right. the, and the thing I pitched to them which I've, people have heard a hundred times is is I want to take or we and we're going to take Mr. Chips and turn him into Scarface right. so the franchise was clear the franchise being we're going to take the protagonist and slowly through a step at a time turn him into the antagonist right but but as to how bad he would get 
and as to how long we would go uh-huh. and as to where exactly it would all end we we really found that as we went along so you didn't know you d- you yourself in the beginning didn't know the outcome for Walter White no no, no. and we only in the recent past figured it out i mean we 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 tried to think every possibility i always say we're not chess players actually tom here is a very good chess player but we all try to be chess players in the writers tom isn't here i'm jenny please don't talk about tom when he's not here and but but we that's what we sat around for months on end you know what if we move here what happens then what if we move here instead? What happens then? What if we make this, you know, trying to think of all the possible permutations, all the chess moves. Uh-huh. And, and, and starting with the really obvious and, and obviously dumb ones because you got to ask oh, yourself. Like, can we talk about those? Sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, listen, I mean, uh, 509. Like, I want to know what you shoot down, what you're like, no way. Well, you got to ask yourself everything. Here's, a, here's an example. In 509, uh, it opens uh, with uh, Hank coming out of the bathroom. He says he's got a stomachache. He's driving home. You say to yourself, well, what if they crash the car right here and now, and, and Hank winds up in a coma, and Marie winds up dead? I mean, you got to – not saying we would ever I done really – I pitched that one <laughs> hard. <laughs> the listeners can ask the investors a question right now. again, I say, like, you had the dumpster <coughs> thing. It's like you give the wrong person the finger, and then you're, you know, killed in a car accident on the show. <laughs> <laughs> One permutation we did not consider the idea. I, that you know what? That's <laughs> probably why I just pitched that one. I yeah. don't think we honestly considered that. You're right. I'm but using you were that actually, circle of trust. You were actually broken. thoughtful about the fact that you hadn't considered that avenue. Which I, I felt <laughs> dumb we hadn't considered it. I'm not saying you got to start with the obvious. You got to start with the bad ideas to get to the good ideas. First of all, because it's better than sitting around staring at each other in silence for hours on end. It's better, oh, sometimes it's better I come in. Say, that's all you guys are doing. <laughs> <laughs> no. We 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 didn't that much because because we tried to make it for each other a safe room. If you're really nervous about saying something dumb so that everyone around you is like, "Oh, that was stupid." Then you are going to have long stretches of silence. Mm-hmm. It's better to say it's amazing how often in the writers room we said blah 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 when we're pitching dialogue. We'd say, "Okay," and then he says, uh, he says, "All right, you know, Walt, I got to tell you I did with this thing and then and then the thing is and then the blah 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 blah." It's amazing Literally, I'm not kidding. It's amazing how often you use blah 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 yeah. as a place. You could also use yada yada yada. Yada yada yeah. What you guys yeah. Also, do which is really cool. Being a fly on the wall in the in the writers' room is when you guys break out into the dialogue of the character you're discussing, and you just start talking to each other as if you're that character. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yes. If we would have known Anna, Anna and, and I would have asked for a play by play for five times. You'd like to know who generally represents yeah. Murray. Well, all the various hand jobs. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom is always <laughs> Betsy in those scenes. <laughs> to, jump, I was say. to jump back to this episode, though, as far as like that confession video, was there an aha moment, or was it you're saying that Vince had pitched you guys, Tom? Vince, Vince had pitched. Vince, I remember the writers pretty clearly. I think Vince came up with the the. So there was an aha video. moment, obviously, for you. Do you remember when that happened? I, I am not being disingenuous or f- whatever. I don't remember the aha moments. I remember very few of them. The one I remember, all, the big aha moment I remember, was when we all of us came up with the head on the tr- on the tortoise. But there's not that many <laughs> aha moments I actually remember in and hindsight. Then said it and then the head explodes. And then the head explodes, and I said, George, that's stupid. <laughs> 
and then and then we went with it. I thought you said it was a safe room. No, no S word, no S word. I have to say though, if I didn't know all of you were such wonderful people, you would all scare the shit out of me. <laughs> the things that you come up with, yeah. which I am just like, that's why when we would get the scripts, we're like, oh, we just couldn't wait to get them and and read them. And I was saying like after like we've been doing this for so many seasons now, you'd think I'd be like. Uh, you know, like, or kind of see what's coming. None of it. None, None of, of it. anything, no. especially. Yeah. And for you to pull that off, like, for you guys to pull that off in the, like, the, the last eight episodes, I was just like, I, I couldn't, I did not think you could, you know, amaze me anymore, but you did. Oh, I mean, good. these last Every, eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Every one of them. Every one of them. And we would, we would get to the point as a cast where we got one particular episode where we started emailing each other about it because we were so blown I don't even away. Want to talk about it. Yeah, wow. we were just so just blown away, and and, and it was it, it really was like as soon as the episodes would come to us, it we, we we would all sort of collectively dash to wherever we could to get a moment to get some privacy to to go and read them, and it was just it was the most incredible gift because we couldn't wait to dig into them oh and God. every time it was oh just like God. oh what is it going to be what is it going to be and, and you that, would never be able ever to predict what was wow. coming but that Good. passion came through in your performances and like and paid dividends to the show oh so. god yeah stop. oh Jesus oh just stop let's have a group it was <laughs> I have, um, it was fun, I just want to say it was fun on the set just to shout out to Jenny it was fun on the set of 510 to be sitting with uh, Jesse Plemons and Kevin Rank when they had just read the teaser for for this episode oh, and they, oh, yeah. they were just loved it i mean they, they were just it was just so much fun to watch them talk about the great dialogue that we're going to have so yeah. was, so many was, quotable lines yeah. <laughs> code red is my favorite code, I just, red, code red's a great one <laughs> i just want to right before we um we go more into the episode i wanted to ask you vince um it, you know f i know that there is there are um uh, requirements of you as a showrunner, you know, with like the studio and the network as far as, you know, um, I, th I mean, I guess what I'm asking is, y did you have to like have uh, the end of, th of this final eight pretty much dialed in before you guys really started to break it? I mean, for them, did you have to did you have to like tell them what was going to happen? Tell who? Tell who? Um, AMC and Sony. AMC and Sony. We didn't know until we were breaking that list. No, yeah. I, there was nothing to tell. There was nothing to tell. Because we had heard they don't know how it's going to end yet. Yeah, Vince said, like, but I had heard that they did. Vince and the writers did a pretty thorough pitch out at the beginning of okay, the season, so you as did. they always do. But it really wasn't the beginning of the season. We put it off for a long time. You put it off as long as you could. It was really late. You hadn't quite figured out the end, but it was pretty good. So all that to say, basically, that. Yeah. I, I, was, love, yeah. I love that you hadn't decided yet. Well, you just, you want to keep your options That's so open. ballsy. Yeah. That's so, so, but we were still oh, like oh, don't two say months no, away it's not. Super ballsy. It, well, you, you could. Balls, balls, balls. Balls. Balls, balls are plenty. Big balls all over the room. <laughs> Especially Big balls, Jenny. So Big all balls. that to say, though, is that in <laughs> in July of last year, when we were finishing this, the, the first eight of the yeah. final 16, yeah. and you guys were starting to break the second eight, you really did not know really what was going to happen in no. this final eight. No, no. Okay. Wow. Well, I mean, we knew... No, I can't even... Well, I can't talk we about it. We gave Walt that gun in the trunk, and we were like, we didn't know what the hell he was going to do with it. <laughs> At the beginning of 501. Like yeah. you knew it would be if a, any a of factor. us had really Seriously? pissed you off. <laughs> yeah, we knew it'd be a factor. We had, it had to be. <laughs> yeah. We we knew, you know, uh, yeah, and and and, exactly and not to how. say and not to say where any of this is going, but yeah, that was 
kind of a dumb kind of a tight <laughs> tightrope walk we're taking with this you know m60 machine gun what the hell is it well, I don't it was know. so dumb that we started this season with a flash uh forward that we really didn't quite know how we were going to pay off yeah, <laughs> with, yeah. with walking in the rice and back we didn't you say quite dumb i say know. balls that's the difference. You balls, know what? Balls, balls. History will judge. It was either dumb or it was balls. But I remember you saying that um, you like to paint yourself into a corner, and then you have to get out of it. <coughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I do. I never actively thought that I did, but I guess, you know, I, I didn't go right. looking for those kind of moments, but suddenly we started doing our job that way. I don't like it as much if I'm writing my own script all by myself, but having this wonderful support group of six really excellent writers and we, we would we got to the point it was almost perversely enjoyable to paint ourselves into corners like uh getting getting walt and jesse stuck in the rv in the junkyard and having hank uh outside circling like a circle in the rv like a yeah. shark that was one of the best <laughs> like how, oh that God. was also the most scary because it, it was painful that was painful I, I remember peter coming up with that the idea that was the final finally the solution yeah. i was like yeah. Thank God. Because I think we went days trying to figure out how the hell do we get out of this. Well, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. I mean, this oh, is yeah. a little bit of a secret. I mean, I don't know many secrets, but this is a little bit of a secret if you guys want to talk just briefly about it. Oh, you're sweet. Um, that, that, <laughs> that um, um, you know, uh, I was working with, uh, with Peter Gould, um, who wrote uh, the, first, uh, se- the first episode of The Final Eight, which was 509. Yeah. And he was telling me that when you guys were meeting back in – um, in July, you know, on the weekends and stuff, we were obviously doing the last episode of that ep- of that season, where y- he was saying that you guys didn't know if Walt's cancer was actually going to come back at that point. In oh, fact, no. in fact, in Michelle, Michelle, you're the directing. You directed five oh eight, um, where we have Walt on the. Um, Help me out here. The 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 MRI machine. And originally in the script, it was, you know, that that there was originally in the script that said, you know, Walt gets a phone call saying, great job. You know, we don't see anything. And then Peter told me that you guys um, actually had a break where you said, why not have his cancer back? Come back. If I, I may be remembering this incorrectly, but I think we had to cut the scene yeah. with with Del Cavoli just for time. We had a Del Cavoli scene, Dr. Del Cavoli. And then we had uh, a voiceover which, because my assistant yeah. at the time, Mel, did the voiceover. It actually went. It's in the editor's cut where there's a voiceover saying of the doctor. Walt, yeah, the doctor yeah. saying, Walt, right. you 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 know, your scans look clean or whatever he says. And we had the long for the longest time, you're right, in five oh eight we got we got uh, we went down a path where we thought, you know, why is Walt gonna quit? I mean, Skyler has this wonderful scene in 508 where she takes him to his money and she says, how much more do you need? How much is enough? And yet, for some reason, we felt like we went down a rabbit hole where it was like, you know, does his cancer come back and that's why he quits? No, that seems too obvious. It shouldn't be because his cancer comes back. Maybe we should go the other way. We should have him have yet another clean bill of health and yet he quits anyway. It was kind of a dead end that we yeah. thought was going to bear fruit, but it didn't. We wind up cutting the scene, like you said. It was even made it as far as the editor's cut, and then we cut it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it then felt we, surprising yeah. to us. I mean, we just sort of went back and rewrote our own history, and then that you know originally he did not have his cancer was not back, but it it just the more yeah the more we thought about it, the more it felt like it played yeah. into his ultimate decision. So what it and is he was keeping the secret. He was had keeping the secret, the secret. From, from us. From, all from us, us yeah. and we didn't even. We writers didn't even know yeah. until 509, as it yeah, were. Yeah, and Peter was telling me that that was a huge breakthrough for you guys during the summer was, you know, all of a sudden being free enough to say, wow, 
Well, his cancer is back, so it yeah. helped you out, apparently. Well, you know, it's, it, it, it harkens back to what you folks nicely said a few minutes ago, where, where you said you never can see what's coming. Mm -hmm. And the trick with sometimes with writing these things is, is sometimes it can be its own trap to try to be too tricky. In other words, sometimes the most surprising thing is, in a, on this show anyway, is, is indeed the most obvious thing. You know, because we said, you know, what cancer. I mean, cancer got us where we are. It started this whole ball rolling in the pilot. Does it come back? Does it not come back? Is it more ironic that he, that, uh, that it doesn't return or, or does it or blah, blah, blah? Would it be satisfying if it never did? If we never mention it again, would that be satisfying or would it feel like a loose end? You ask, you go round and round asking yourselves these questions all day long. Yeah. It was definitely brought up that he never gets it back. But I, what I love that it, com it comes back and he uses it as a tool to manipulate his son. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was in this episode. That's a great and I, moment. And I, yeah. I'm, I, I want to apologize sort of, be, you know, for, for staying on these, you know, this, the, this topic rather than going into the episode. But we will get into the episode. But this episode hinges so much on what has happened in the past. Yeah. You know, the confession video and also Jesse's realization at the end. All of this, mm -hmm. you know, harkens back to all these past things. Sure. And so I wanted to make sure that we actually talked about sure. how some of this stuff came about. Because this one is just like a lot of stuff, really, that, you know, we've either been waiting for or just blindsides us. Like the confession video blindsides us. The Jesse thing we've been waiting for. We yeah. were, ho I think, as an audience member, no, I, I was right. hoping no, I right. to to get this at some point, sure. and then hoping that he would get it. Sure. So, um, let's jump into the episode as it as it plays out. Um, we start out with uh, with Todd and the gang headed back from Arizona with the methylamine, and we also have a nice little moment in uh, the bathroom there where Kenny is talking about uh, kids that need bike helmets and stuff like that. <laughs> Which I love because, you know, in the previous episode we were talking about how little kids today don't have merry-go-rounds because they need helmets to do everything. <laughs> oh, that's right. You wear a helmet to brush your teeth now. <laughs> and then yeah. Jack also has a nice, there's a nice moment where Jack actually brushes, you know, cleans blood off of his shoe. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, where did that come from? Uh, you know, the, the blood on the shoe thing. It came from killing Declan. I no, I, I know it is. It's a messy business. <laughs> but it's, it's a, it, it's I, I just kind of looked at it as a symbolic kind of thing. No, was I know, it I, or? I, I don't know. It was, uh, I think we needed to do a little housekeeping as far as uh, get, get the audience up to date on the fact that uh, Uncle Jack and Todd are, are now in business, uh, and Kenny and, and their crew are now in business. They've taken over from Declan. It felt like a nice callback to the scene in uh, season f four when uh, Mike finds the blood on, blood on his... And you can see, tell he's visibly upset by it. Oh, yeah, Mike finds the blood on his jacket. Yeah. That was Jack episode. And his, it's it was his, episode uh, 502. Yeah, that was Peter. Or 402, 402. That was George. George's. George's George Masters uh, wrote that one. Yeah. He's sitting in the bar. And yeah, he's, I love right. that moment. Yeah. yeah, and this, yeah. this was nice that it's uh, Jack finds it, and it's just like, yeah, it's just nothing. <laughs> Let me ask you this, yeah. too, Vince. I'm curious, Vince and Tom. I'm curious because it never occurred to me. Why is is uh, just, is uh, Jesse Plemons, we, we always refer to – we. Up, especially up in editorial, we always start stop referring to him as Todd and just refer to him as Jesse, which yeah. is quite confusing. Uh, on um, set, we call him Jesse Todd because <laughs> that helps us with the confusion. Why is Todd so obsessed with keeping Walt up to date on what they're doing? You know, what does Je does uh, does Todd feel some kind of, you know, does he l look at Walt as a father? What is up with? Todd? I think he respects Walt. I think uh, for me, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think Todd was actually in. 
with his uncle and the gang until Walt boosted his confidence and showed him, yeah. yes, you could be, you know, I'm going to take you in, I'm going to teach you the ropes of cooking meth, and I'm going to, tr- you know, I'm going to trust you in my empire. I think it, it helped raise Todd up to be the. He had something to add to that. Yeah, like, but he the Nazi has to, equation. Yeah, <laughs> but he feels like he's got to call Walt. Like in the beginning of the episode, he calls me, lets him know. He respects um, him. He, he respects, respects him. him. Okay. From Except, the moment he differentiates himself and says, "Hey, I, I saw the this cam," I, you know, and Walt, I, I love that. That's how we really kind of meet him. Yeah. Like really, first get to be like, oh, and you don't know what's going to happen if anything, but it's just. I love that moment. Yeah, I yeah, loved yeah, that yeah. moment. He's, he's and a, I, f- I feel like, you know, I, I with all of these characters, I feel like they were always who they were. It was always, it didn't come out of the blue. Yeah, you know, yeah. you've, you've, you guys are always just so consistent in that way, which I just, I think it makes the stories oh, even more fascinating. Well, we hire, we hire great actors to play oh. these roles. And, and uh, that's, I mean, I'm not just blowing smoke. It's, uh, we, we do our, we do our best to come up with full complete characters but we can only go so far in the writer's room 800 miles away you got to hire the right actors or else you 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 know it's all for and nothing. i just i just love jesse Plemons. i just, and i just a, he I does a great job with todd and todd a, todd killed this boy and 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 walt's covering for me and he still took me in and he, yeah know, it's like okay he, he, and he says at the end of the scene i love it too this this train robbery it was just perfect it just went perfect he like he's literally forgotten about killing the kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that, that, yeah, that to us that was the point of the scene i mean was it was a, just brilliant yeah. i just i was like okay we know we know who yeah. these people are that yeah. was the point of the scene he's not mean he doesn't he didn't enjoy killing the kid but on the other hand you know he's hey, i don't enjoy swatting a fly but i don't think about it two seconds after yeah. i've done it you know just yeah. missing that part of his yeah <laughs> yeah, exactly, well, exactly. So um, now we're jumping back to um, Hank, who was on the last episode. We left him going into the interrogation room to talk to Jesse. Um, Jesse, we see, has been sitting there kind of uh, zoning out, watching like the light on the the sunlight on the on the wall yeah. as these uh, D, uh, not DEA these are just Albuquerque these are police APD detectives yeah. who we've seen before. Uh, these two actors uh, back uh, in four twelve and four. Exactly. Yeah. Who, who did such a wonderful uh, job? Uh, uh, Gonzalo uh, Menendez and uh, Jason Douglas did right. a great job. So Hank goes in because he wants Jesse to help him out. He thinks maybe he he's he basically gives up the the to Jesse. I know that my brother-in-law is Heisenberg, and I know you're helping him, and I think that we can work together. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I like to. I just want to start off by saying we we do another little. We really sort of mess with time a little bit in this season. This yeah. is unlike any other season. And we just, oh, yet yeah. again at the beginning of this episode sort of jump back bef- prior to where the other episode ended. Right. Mm-hmm. Just what like we did last week with your episode yes. in the teaser. Yeah. We'll jump back. And it comes up a couple more times during the season. That would, the, the time is kind of flipped around a little bit. Yeah, time's a little play. We play a little f- not fast and loose. That doesn't sound good. But we yeah we play with time yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it was bit. intentional. Yeah. And Jesse doesn't want to give up anything to Hank. He's he says like. You know, Hank's like, help me out, Jesse. And he's like, never to you, never to you. So Jesse doesn't tell Hank anything. He's like, he will not. Do you think he wants to, though? It seems like he might want to. No, I don't think he wants to at all. I really want him to. You did beat the crap out of him. No, no, I I, I mean, I don't mean, well, like he says at the end of this, he says at the end of that run, he says, never Never to you. you, He says, I think you want to talk. And he says, never to you. But does he want to talk to someone else? Marie. He wants. To. I definitely think he <laughs> wants to talk to somebody else because because he's throwing away the money. I mean, he's obviously a tortured soul at this point for so many things. Yeah. That yeah, he he does wants. he want to talk to a priest? Does he want to talk to? 
Uh, shrink? Does he? Man. <laughs> I mean, he's got I a love lot the of money throwing. I love that. I love that. that was, I, I want to do fun. that. <laughs> I want to be money. We just do it. Right. <laughs> You're rich now. <laughs> um, all those, all that medical money. But then you got that Michael J. Fox money now. Yeah. You throw, throw it my way. I, I'd like to be on the street when you're right. driving by. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, Saul comes in and you know rescues him, basically, quote unquote, rescues him, and and he kicks Hank out, and he kicks the Albuquerque the detectives out, and uh, and he says, you know, did you tell, you know, what's going on with you, you know, what's wrong with you? Did you tell Hank anything? And you know, Jesse says no, he didn't tell him anything. Um, and then Saul is the next thing we see. There's a little bit of a cut, time cut, yeah. where Saul is calling Walt. Right. And but I, I got to say now. too, my, one of my favorite Jenny lines. You know, maybe now you understand my complete lack of chill. chill. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <great>. yeah, <laughs> he says chill out. Yeah, he says yeah. chill out. <laughs> um, uh, so then uh, Walt is uh, is trying to put on some of Skylar's makeup to hide his, you know, his As black eye that Hank popped him. When you're you married know. long enough. <laughs> and he doesn't, he's not doing a good sure, job. Everybody. But in the meantime, <laughs> Junior right. comes home. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, well, and he's, he only puts the makeup call. on when, when he knows he's got to yeah. go say hi to Junior. Right. He realizes I got to explain this, this damn black guy yet again. <laughs> and then Junior gets a phone call. Yeah. Yes. His, from his aunt, from his wily Aunt Marie. Feigning some kind of computer problem. Oh, I just I hit return. I don't understand. Turn it love, on, you say? I love the uh, the uh, the dialogue that you give to him too, where he's like, "Well, did you try and turn it off and turn it back on?" And I'm well, going, "Give me a fucking break!" Yes, I turned it on. Sometimes these things are like this. I assume we're going to hear it. You know, as we record this, we haven't actually mixed this episode yet. I'm, I assume we're going to be able to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so then uh, uh, Junior says, Junior's outside the, the bedroom door, I suppose, and he's saying, hey, Dad, I'm going over to Aunt Marie's. She's something wrong with her computer. And then Walt like is like, oh, my God, you know, and he runs out there and basically Takes lies. the makeup off yeah. and then runs out there. Basically yeah. lies and says, you know, oh, Walt. he basically tells him. This happened when he fainted the night before in the episode in the previous episode yeah. when he did come home, which we I guess we never really got to talk about. I fainted about. and put my eye right on something. Yeah, except, well, he does kind of fall, you know, on his face there. Um, but uh, we never really got to talk about it in the episode uh, in, in the podcast last week because we just ran so long. But yeah. you know, there's that great scene with Anna and. Oh and my Walt God! How did we not? Did we not talk about we that? Ne- we didn't talk oh, about Jesus. it. Jesus, we're, um, we're terrible we at this talk job. About it a little bit. Um, when Walt uh, does faint after being out in Tahajali, mm-hmm. um, burying all that money, and that's actually the time when Skyler like really says, "Hank might not, you know, he might not know. He might not know, and you know, we can't give it all up." You, you actually make, and you make it. I mean, Skyler makes a real big decision at that point. Yeah. And I think, well, she also, he doesn't know what, what went down between she and Hank. And so um, I think, she, again, she's, the you know, it's, 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 the wheels have been turning all day. And I think that she's, uh, when, she, when she gets out of that scene, out of the restaurant with Hank, she's continuing to think and think and think about what it is that, that they can do, what they can do from here. And... I think she realizes that they can maybe just play it out. 
I can, can just you, wait it out rather. Do wait you think it out. that she is really, is she thinking at all about the money and trying not to lose the money or is it really just kind of trying to get out of this pretty much where she doesn't have to break off her relationship and I really think she's I don't I I don't believe that it's about the money as much as it's about let's let's see if we can get through this I I I agree I don't think I don't think I don't I agree I don't think it's about the money because Walt is all about let's please please you know, make sure that, that you keep the money yeah. and you give it to our children. His his emphasis is that. His, but. you know, but I really feel with both of them, especially with Skyler, but 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 both of them, it's not even about the money so much as it is about the idea of futility, of the idea of waste. You know, all this. If all this was done for nothing, yeah. that's <sighs> terrible. We mm. gave up. Yeah. You know, we gave up our souls. We, we sold our souls yeah. for nothing. Yeah. We might as well keep that eighty million bucks because. Uh, you know, at least we get something for it because this was a terrible mistake. We shouldn't have done it. You know, it's Skylar more than all. Yeah, and it's for the kids. Yeah, it's making their kids. It's for the children. It's all for the children. It's always for the children. Those little fuckers. Like, you know, Skylar's finally got this peace going in their house. Yeah. Yeah. Things are gonna. It feels like things are gonna be okay. Yeah. And I think she's just holding on to that possibility. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the desperate hope that maybe if they keep, you know, if we keep our mouth shut, maybe we can get through. Yeah. And it's a terrible thing, again, to, to, you know, the thing that she, it harkens back to, I'm just waiting, I'm waiting yeah. for the for the cancer to come yeah. back. And then, and and we did play, we, we discussed that actually, you know, we discussed the fact that, that she knows that she's, she's said that to him already but what she's saying is you know it is actually here yeah but we can use it to our advantage now exactly. and maybe we can just hold on and it doesn't have to explode we can just hold on i think another thing we discussed in the room too with i don't know we ever gave it words put words to it on on screen necessarily uh but uh or uh but but just the idea of you know I, I, I gotta think Skyler's thinking on some level, okay, my sister, there's a there's a un, there's a unrepairable rift between myself and, and Marie now. But she's still my sister, she still loves these kids. Maybe she'll advocate on our behalf once Walt is gone to, to Hank, just just let this go. And what's the point? The guy's a dead man walking. What mm-hmm. what is the point? Mm-hmm. You know, there's these hopes that we hold out sometimes against all good against our better judgment that mm-hmm. that uh, you know this this desire for for bad times not to come even though we see them coming nonetheless yeah, yeah. she's been yeah. doing that for such a, a great time. scene yeah. in the restaurant too i love it it just felt like going back to the the talking pillow scene where everybody yeah. and, and marie's picture is just kill yourself just kill yourself that's it we'll get to that we'll get to that we'll get to that yes we'll get to that because because then walt basically uses that event that fainting event to tell junior that that's how he got the um the the black eye and the and the cut on his head um and he tells junior that yes the cancer is back and it's a really nice scene between he and rj mitty yeah Um, rj does a wonderful job in that scene does an excellent um, job and he you know it's very touching and then he says okay so son you go ahead and go on to your aunt marie's and help her with computer and and uh, and Junior is just like no 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 I'm not going it's anywhere. Such a douchebag move. Yeah, as, and as, Walt is like ha 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 
as, as Jenny puts it, she says, what fuckery is this? That <laughs> is one of my favorite lines. It's like it's what fuckery. fuckery is this? <laughs> that, by the way, people, is Jenny. one of the um, stage direction pieces. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. actually in a later scene. It it's not, like, I don't think it's, is no, it's it actual not. dialogue? Is no, it? no, 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 it's no, stage direction. What fuckery is this? I underline that many times in my script. But it is, Walt is such a, He's amazing at this. He's actually not lying to his son, but he's using the truth, except warping it to manipulate his son into not going to his Aunt Marie's house. Because yep. you know? Walt knows what Marie is up to. So, um, so he then, has uh, no idea. <laughs> so then uh, Hank comes home because Hank's had this, you know, this day at the DEA where he didn't get Jesse to cooperate with him. He's actually kind of pushing it a little bit as far as I, I mean, assuming that he's pushing, you know, his jurisdiction a little bit as far as, you know, what is, you know, kosher to do with a witness, is it? Well, I don't know if, yeah, I'm no ex, I'm no legal well, expert. Well, you but know, I mean, Jesse says later in the, in the scene in the desert, Jesse says it looks like he's acting kind of shady. He doesn't seem to want anybody else to know what he's up to. I think he's legit, though. I mean, he, he went in, the, to, the guy is uh, legally in custody, and, and the guy has not asked for his lawyer, and, and he, he got the okay oh, to go okay. talk to him. I think he's I think he's on solid legal ground. Is, is he doing the, the smart thing or the right thing? I think he's doing the legal thing, but but as it's uh, jury's out on whether this is the way to approach this. But you understand why, I th at least I do, in my opinion, I understand why he does what he does, even if it's not, even if real, in other words, even if real DEA agents or law enforcement people are watching this saying, boy, we'd never do it that way. Yeah, maybe you wouldn't, but on the other hand, you've never been in that position before <laughs> with your, your brother-in-law being revealed to you as, as this well, we, we arch-criminal. Yeah. Yeah. It's given the situation with his past with Jesse, it's putting him in a bad legal situation. Like well, that too. It, you know, yeah, yeah. But yeah. knowing what we know about Jesse's state of mind, it's He should be, oh, that, you know what, that aspect of it, he should be staying away from Jesse, who he's beaten the living hell out of in a, in a previous episode. Yes. But he is in uh, extraordinary circumstances, and sometimes that calls for extraordinary action. I mean, I think it, it shows, like, how great he is at his job. Yeah. That he can, you know, it's like, all right, I'm going to go see if I can, you know, get Jesse to roll, I yeah. think is the... In the, in the parlance term. of the uh, yes. street. Yes. Well, you know, so he's had a really killer day, and Marie had, le you know, left him earlier that day saying... You know, you should tell them. You should tell them. Absolutely. You should tell them what's going on. Let's get out ahead of this. And when Hank comes home that night, you can see he's in a really bad mood. And Marie just wants to know so what happened. Yeah. And he's very, very gruff with her. And, you know, he, he walks he in so the door drinking. He walks in the door and grabs. I don't know what you guys have him drinking, but. It's daddy shithead. Where's my bourbon? <laughs> <laughs> well, how, hello to you, too. <laughs> My day was fine. Thank you. <laughs> but Marie keeps pushing him, and he's like, you know, he really does not want to have to answer to her because I think my feeling is he knows that she's probably got – she's right, but he just isn't in a, in a position that she can't really understand, right? Maybe? Yeah. yeah. Well, she – Marie's given very good advice here. Go to police. Yeah. I mean, go to your – superiors go to everyone you're working with above you and below you the dea get everybody up to speed on this thing but this is this is why that's a very i i i'm i think we're all in the writer's room kind of proud of this whole setup in the sense of 
Marie is this, I love arguments when when two people are arguing over something and they are both right. Yeah. And essentially, this is one of those moments. Those are the moments I was proudest of on the X Files, which was a lot tougher in that show because one guy's arguing that you know an Aztec mummy from space has just arrived or whatever, <laughs> you know. But when when the when the What's arguments, wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> but when the when the arguments are both sides are right, those are the best kind of arguments. Marie is right when she says go to go to the DEA, go to Ramy, your boss. It's the right thing to do. It's the safe. I mean, it's it's. It's not because it's safe. It's just the right thing to do. Yeah. But he's right when he says, I mean, he's less right probably, but he, you understand. He's definitely less right. Yeah, he's have, like, but you get where he's coming from. We have a history from. on this show where Hank has been right about everything that he's yeah. been pitching, and he's got nothing. He's only been right. rebuffed yeah. by his superiors. Well, that's I true, too. Say. So he, he knows that I sort of have to wrap this up on my own. It's got to be, though, you know, almost, I mean, really, really horrible to think that this guy was – you know, right under his nose all the time. The, you know, this has been the guy he's been looking for. He's been right under his nose. As a man, that's got to be, you know, he's just got to feel like... I think you know, any, ego is, nobody, is male or greatest. female, wants to be made a, a chump of. Yeah. And I think his, his thought is, I can I can redeem myself. I can I can keep some of my dignity intact by, by getting this guy, by coming in and saying, all right, this is embarrassing, but the guy's in handcuffs, yeah. and here he is, and let's put him in, in, the, in the cage here, right. you know. But... That's preferable to, hey, you know what, um, you got to help me catch this guy. He's my brother-in-law. I don't know how to do it yet, but help me, please. It's just he just he's 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 wrong on the uh, on the on the by the book principles. He's right. Um, well, I don't know if he's right emotionally, but he's you can you can see where he's coming from emotionally, and you can you can say, yeah, I'd feel that way too. Whether or not I would do that if I were actually in in such a law enforcement type situation is. To be argued. Sometimes, though, you know, you know, a lot of these. Uh, sometimes you hear, you know, we would never do it that way. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Okay, fine. You know, people bend <laughs> Maybe the rules you of. Think our... about it. Maybe you should try <laughs> it that way. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying. All I'm really saying is, is emotion. Emotion takes a hand in our lives more than it should. I think I, I'm going to extrapolate here and say, in probably every line of endeavor, every profession, emotion. Uh, the old expression, oh, it's just business, you know. It's like, no, it's everything's personal. Everything. It's like, oh, yeah. Everything's, you know, well, we just did that because it's business. We just made a business decision. Emotion dictates and, and colors all of our decision making processes and every line of a human endeavor, it seems to me. But that's a whole other subject. So now, um, basically, we've cut to Walt. Uh, we don't really know what he's up to yet. He's just sort of pacing in his room. And this Skyler says, Walt, are you sure about this? And Walt's like, yes, it's the only way. And you still don't know. And he sits down in his bed. And we hear, you know, the, this whole thing that harkens back to the pilot of, my name is Walter White. I live at 308 Negro Royal Lane, Albuquerque, New Mexico, 87104. And, yes, I just did that all from memory. Good job. <laughs> that was good. Um, <laughs> Um, and this is my confession, and that's how the, you know, sort of how the pilot opened. Um, uh, you know, obviously, I know you guys, you know, love it that you could, you know, go jump back to that, you know, that dialogue from the pilot. It's always fun going no, back. Yeah. yeah, that was no um, accident. But now you're like, we as an audience are like, what the hell is, and then we cut to black. Can I just say to you that that shot that Michael Slovis did, the wonderful, talented, brilliant Michael Slovis was awesome. When we pull back, you know, from yeah. the real Walt to to the video camera, that yeah. was 
That is a great that shot. A and great and shot. Brian Cranston, God bless him. He did that whole. And hopefully, hopefully you will see uh, in uh, on a future Blu-ray disc uh, as a special feature. You will see um, uh, the uncut, uh, complete one take, no cuts. Yeah, uh, like four takes. But he did the complete thing in like four of them. <laughs> he did it in one take. Oh, he, no, he, he did, did it four he just times. Did it four times. Yeah, yeah he, he did, did it four, four times to do that. Oh my god. Yeah, and we I think we used the last one too. <laughs> but it's like he, he he talks or it's a monologue. It's like yeah, a it's stage like, monologue. I think he does it's it for like five two or six and a half pages or something worth, I believe. It's yeah, it's really a five long. or six minutes straight. And yeah. it's so and I he's so good at even when we were watching it in the scene, you know, because Dean and I are watching yeah. it in the scene. So good at acting, acting. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is yes. a really tricky yeah. thing to do, yeah, especially yeah. in this situation. It's even harder, given everything he his character is dealing with, and that Brian's got to do. I mean, it just he he just did it perfectly. No, you know that's a very interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic point. Yeah, because when I mean I, I was watching it, and that's all I could think about was what a good liar and actor Walt has become. Yeah, to, but but to be able to separate that from you know, from Brian Cranston yeah. is amazing. And that level of craft is just yeah. it's stunning. It really is. Yeah. So yeah. we're so way off schedule, but I want I don't want to rush too far at this. But before we get to the videotape, actually, you know, we actually, as an audience, don't know what he's up to. We have no idea what he's going to say. Probably more and, fuckery, I think. <laughs> and we, in the next in the next act, we jump right to Gardunia's restaurant. And apparently this is a real place. Can you guys talk a little bit about Gardunia's? this place, you know, Vince, that you guys decided to use, or Melissa? It, it, was, a, it, well, it was originally conceived as a national chain Yeah, when you guys wrote it. A couple and of them, uh, some fuckery was involved, and a couple of them <laughs> dicked out on us at the last minute. They did not want us. Yeah. yeah. It was a, uh, I think the idea was that it was balls. something that was familiar and Big accessible balls. for everybody. Something that felt cheery and upbeat and right. something that everybody sees Where they put a sombrero on their heads you for your birthday. Our videos turned out great. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the food yeah. is so much better than some of these other and, you know, national and, chains. And, I love that it was a, a local chain. Yeah. I love yeah. that it was an ABQ chain. And, and, and they were great. And yeah, and there's and it actually had that feeling. And actually, it had come up on our end earlier on, and I think you guys were just at that point really committed to the national chain because we actually thought the national chains, the way they've they've changed, like they all look a little generic now. They do. And the thing about Gardunios is like talk about flair. It is so full of like the fun flair. and flair mm-hmm. and so color. It's, so, it's and so original. But we should probably say why we all joking aside on my part. The, the idea of a national chain, not not for any kind of. We, we were going to pay to shoot it, whatever these places were. It wasn't a kind of uh, tit-for-tat kind of product placement. It's just, I think as writers, we love the idea of, I always love using just real places. the way places. we put them in Denny's all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's about, it's, to me, it's, it's, it, it helps ground the show that much further in reality because you're seeing these characters on TV that we do, that everyone in front of the camera and behind the camera does their level best to make seem real. And you see them in a setting that you yourself have visited in your own life, and and it just seemed funny too to have a sort of an, a some sort of a chain that we've all eaten at at one point or another be the be the setting for this tense as hell. hell. Yeah, you and know, then you've got Trent. Scene. 
Trent the waiter coming up saying, oh, can I get your margarita? That guy did, did great. He, he was he great. He really did. He did a good, um, good and, job. And, what, and the, we make it right. And we make the guacamole right here at the table. Guy Wilson, who played Trent, he yeah, did an excellent job. Yeah. Um, and, and that was something where Jenny catered the di- dialogue to the setting. You know, she went there and talked to the waiters and were like, what would you push? And like, and she thought the sort of table side guacamole was a really funny addition. And it was oh what God. they and Trent serve. The, the Trent... Trent, you know, comes up and he totally, re- you know, doesn't read the situation, then reads it real quick. <sighs> when he brings it by, he goes, I'll give you guys some, some more time. <laughs> you know? But let's talk about acting that scene. Yeah, Between no, these, these ladies, we got these ladies here. Absolutely. The, Gardenia is, is, is a really pivotal scene in here because now we've got um, all four of our principals around a table where, and they're they're teamed off. I mean, they're they're together. Um, and they're against each other, and it's a really, really, as far as a directing uh, uh, job, it's a really tough to see, to shoot a scene like that yeah. because you have to shoot it from all these different positions, mm-hmm. and you need to be on certain sides of the table to be able to uh, to show. Uh, I'm not going to get into this crossing the line situation, you know. That's a whole but, different oh, yeah. podcast. And that's, that's, that. that's a podcast that you did on the X Files, Vince. Oh, is it? Yes, you oh. did a really, really, really on your DVD commentary for Je Sweat. Oh. You did a huge thing on crossing the line. By made the sense, way. even though I was drunk. But what I will say, what I will say is, is it is a tough. It it seems easy, but it is very tough because you need in that kind of scene you need to keep characters in relation to each other, but not have the editing look jarring when yeah. you're going from one to the other. And yeah. this is four characters who have four separate agendas at this table, and two each. You know, each two the pairs. Um, are united front against the other pair, but they all have particular things that, you know, and they're in a setting where they really need to be able to talk freely yeah. and they can't, yeah. you know, and they can't yell and scream. So There's why do you think they're in that setting? It's got to be, uh, what is it? So, uh, so no, no scene is being made, right? I mean, I would imagine. I think so imagine. everyone's safe, right? Yeah. Everyone knows yeah. they're safe So, so, another, so right? nobody yeah. will make a scene. Yeah. Um, or get shot or shoot. <laughs> and or there something. are margaritas yeah. available. Yeah, and there are margaritas. Just what but, um, I couldn't understand. Why, why can't we order? Why can't <laughs> we get any? Why yeah, can't we get tables? You got nothing. Yeah, I, know. I got nothing. Like, we, <laughs> we deserve that. But yeah, the, we have the two act. We have the two actresses here. Oh, that's right. It's, it's in the it's in the shot too. You're wiping it off. Thank Was you. That, yeah. That's why we didn't feel like we could give you the margarita. Although Michael's like, um, a little less of this filling. I have to say something about Michael. Over the top. Because Michael Slovis, <laughs> who's our fantastic DP, directed this, and he's you know such a close friend of mine and and all of ours. Just there, you? There were, yeah. Actually, he and I just run and talk shit about you guys. <laughs> um, but he, in in when he directed this episode, there were times I seriously just forgot that he was even our DP. Like he was just he just was so amazing he's as a, a director. The director. things that he did and the work that he got, I was just blown away and the fact that he shoots almost every episode to like forget that he's a dp i think is yeah. is pretty that's phenomenal. a good point you know what's interesting too about michael and you guys can speak to this better than i can because i'm not around as much on the set but when he's directing he really is there are as, as there's actors directors and then there's tech directors camera directors who are more into the cinematography and the and the production design yeah. and the look and the blah blah and and yeah. And then there are 
people and and they they leave it uh, to the actors to figure out where their heads are at and then there are the actors directors who and and coming being such a good cinematographer he just he doesn't seem obviously he's got great compositions he's thinking all that stuff but I, I don't think of him as someone when he's directing as someone who's worrying about how the thing looks as he, much as he is worrying Michael, about how the Michael says that when he's directing he doesn't think about the cinematography he gives it up to the cinematographer who in this case was Arthur Albert yeah, and, Arthur he, did a great and job. he's not which is amazing because you'd think you, it would be hard to avoid just thinking just what, how they're lit yeah. and, and, and he doesn't he just focuses on the directing and he's such an actor's director yeah, and, yeah. but the great thing is too is that the advantage for Michael is that when he does want to do something technically that's going to help the performances or whatever and, and where he puts the camera he knows how to do it no absolutely uh, no, but he is he's great I mean I watched him go around the table and speak very specifically to every one of us and um and and he's 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 so smart and he's so sensitive and you're right you know there are, he knows these characters and he loves does. them all he does yeah he does and that's a great gift to be able to speak to each person person from their particular point of view yep. as strongly you know each one of them as strongly as the other yep. um that's so. true let me ask you this when when you guys were breaking the scene <laughs> and you had them meet at this restaurant then this is before walt gives them the videotape i mean did you what was the what was the thought behind that do you think maybe they Skyler and Walt could have met them at this restaurant, possibly changed their mind, you know, and then basically he like figures, well, I can't do that. So now we have to give them the videotape or was there always, it was it always they were going to give up the videotape. I, I, I got to think the, uh, the, the videotape is the, uh, in this case it was a, a recordable DVD, I guess, but yeah, we all, we still, still call it taping, but I think that was the atom bomb. That was the final, the final that was the uh what's the yeah, phrase i'm looking for the nuclear option they I think hope for another outcome but they had this so right. they really did kind of go there to that see my, maybe if yeah opinion. oh I, me too that's I my wasn't opinion. really for that <laughs> by the way <laughs> no i make that clear I, I think as a matter of fact it could be argued that maybe uh walt just figured let's just you know i've already talked to this guy he's already punched me in the eye he's not gonna to look to just look at him he's not gonna give up on putting me in handcuffs but maybe Skyler said, "I will help you make this tape if if we take one more run at them that's together right. as that's, a force." That's what and I think. And then also, yeah. that's what I think. Yeah. They kind of opened up the conversation as whatever you know is happening between us. Please keep our kids out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it erupts into where Marie's like, you know, the kids should be living with us. And then what's really nice? Well, why, and, why do you say it like that, Kelly? Like that was I scary. That was even better than you the way she did that. <laughs> <laughs> because it was like when I, I want was, you guys to have a Maria. Show, it was like Flynn and Holly should be living with us. You know, because they should. Kelly, yeah. Kelly acts out. Here. Kelly acts out all the parts while she's editing. It's really interesting watching her. You should do a one-woman show. You oh, should. Not. And call it my time. Not. Cutting up, Breaking Bad. No, but you know what? It's funny because because when we were editing the show, Michelle McLaren was actually in the editing room during when we were working on producers. Who was she playing for that scene? <laughs> no, but but what she did was you know it's funny because it's the scene kind of starts out as one thing. That's why I wanted to know from you, Vince, how um, what you guys thought in the writers' room that it might have become you know had they you know they didn't go there specifically to. I don't deliver think they wanted to have to the give tape. that disc right. over. No, and then but then what happens is when. Marie 
breaks this whole thing up by saying Flynn and Holly should be living with us. The whole conversation, it's, it takes a different road at that point. And what's interesting is when Michelle was in the room watching, she noticed things between you, the way that we had cut the scene between the two of you, where she was like, you know, Michelle, jump in here, where you were saying that it was so interesting about how the two of you were set up, where you didn't want to look at each other. And I mean, I, Michael Slovis did that and you guys did that on purpose. Didn't we, Anna? <laughs> but I, I capitalized on that, at, you know, in editing because I wanted to show, you know, it, it's heartbreaking to me the oh, division it's, it's... that has come between the two of you guys. I mean, that, you know, Hank and, and Walt, we know they, they are very, very arch, you know, against each other, but it's really sad you know what's what's happened between the two women in this oh, these yeah. guys are bystanders sad all around yeah, well a really subtle thing you guys yeah. do when you when you come in that that we that that kelly uh cut in there that that um you and michael did which was so great was you both take a peek at each other but you avert your eyes from one another yeah and it so you nice. never actually have eye contact but we as the audience get to see you wanting to look at each other but not wanting the other person to see that and I, I remember specifically there were moments when I would look at Anna during the dinner when I'm when I'm pressing her because mm-hmm. I'm like I know you can't look at me and tell me this is okay right. you cannot look me in the eye yeah because I know you as well as I do and right. tell me that this you think this is okay right. any part of this right and that's why I actually chose to do the thing with the with the water. It actually happened because it actually happened organically because I was so ah. nervous. <clears throat> it's a nice had, touch. But then yeah. I had to match it. But the yeah, other, yeah, 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 yeah. It is a nice thing, touch. The other thing is too is that Marie again is coming into a situation where you know she's trying to get Skylar to be honest with her and just you know just like you just said, and Skylar <laughs> knows what's coming. If they don't settle this here, you know exactly, and, and this is really bad. And really that's bad. what's that's what's making her want to just, yeah. you know. Yeah. And she does plead at one point. She, you know, oh. please forgive me. Remind me if you can remember what she says. But she's like, you know, Hank. You know, that it's not what you think. Yeah. And yeah. things are in the past. Yeah. 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 Which, yeah. which is in and of itself, and we we argued over that in the argued we discussed it at length is is that saying too much because saying these things these things you know she had to get a little lawyerly there and even that's saying too much by saying something happened in the past you are it's over you, i think i say it's over it's over well, and yeah. you you are Walt reacting yeah. to that and he says skylar you're implicitly yeah. admitting something happened yeah. by yeah. saying it's in the past yeah and walt says and actually we don't cut to him at that point but you hear him off camera say uh, skylar yeah yeah this yeah. scene, Jenny, you did such a, an amazing Thank job. Thank you very much. <laughs> I have to tell you, like, as much as it was the, the episode before for us, the scene where I slap you and you slap me, I slap you, you slap me, and then we make out, and then fight over. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, then we got, and we oiled up. Uh, right. And then, and then, like, couldn't hold the baby because yeah. we were so slippery. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Sort of, sort of the bikinis. Um, were, yeah. But as hard as that was, this scene at the restaurant <laughs> was harder for me. This really? was This was... Um, I think one of my hardest days on this show. Really? Wow. Yes. Yeah. To after um I'm sorry, that was really hard for me. And after I said, Did we get it? Did we get it? And and Michael said we did and then I just started crying and I told Brian, I said, Can I hug you? Because I hate looking you in the eye and saying that and wow. meaning it. 
Wow. Well, they say it like to me. It was just it was hard for me to do, you know, with with Brian. So when in the scene, I can do it, looking and be like, well, mm. but then after it was just like it was just, and then also as, as hard as that other scene was, that it's a whole like it's just that family is done. It's gone. Like that's a whole new place yeah. that there there is no going back. Yeah, yeah. none mm-hmm. now. Like once when once Marie reaches that place where she says it to them, there is just. For her to feel that way about Walt, yeah. Walt, that during the intervention scene, she said, "You know, if he doesn't want to do chemo, we support him. We're yeah. behind him, and you know, of course, we're going to have a birthday party for him yeah. and all that." And now, just to say, "Why don't you just kill yourself yeah. Yeah. and make yeah. everybody's yeah. life a lot easier?" Walt. Yeah. yeah, you lived it. Obviously, you played the scene. You haven't, but you haven't seen it cut together yet. I, I can tell that you, every, so everyone. It, it's it's a rough moment for me, and then I and then literally I was happy to get on a plane the next day and head to New York. Yeah, to do some. <laughs> was it the next? Was it the I next? Really, I really to go make like, out with Michael J. Fox. I, that's not even my job. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, that's the scene where I was like, my chest was hurting. Like yeah. after take after take. The one I you just, mentioned in our last podcast. This, I, this is the scene where your that's chest the was hurting. The scene where I yeah. was like, it just like it just physically hurt to. To do that. I yeah. think there were there were moments for us because it took all day that we were sitting around together and of course you know we after all these years we know as a group how to sustain those days yeah. you know we yeah. we know how to drop in it and keep in it if we need to we know how to pull out of it and joke around and and Which whatever you, you it takes, have to you, do. Have to, you have, you have to, to, do. To, yeah. to maintain your sanity. But yeah. we also, we're, you know, we know each other well enough where if somebody has to drop in it and, and stay there for a while, um, that's what's necessary. And and we just really support each other through that. And there were <clears throat> moments where we were all sitting around the table, and I think we it, it hit all of us pretty hard as a foursome, knowing that that's what was happening collectively to this group of people to this to this family yeah. and to and and um and it really i think hit us all i mean i've guessed it where i kill people hard. and you know that's hard too but this was just like to and also there's this i feel like we had a lot of these moments the scene where like i can't believe the story's at this place yeah this season yeah you know which was hard in a different way third of the last eight it's not like the eight no (laughs) that's that's part of also what it was so that when he says come on then you know when walt says come on then let's go and he and he's puts puts the thing down and i think for skylar that's just it's just it's we're there that's it we're there it's just so yeah because she knows skylar knows where it's going Marie has no idea I what's know. getting ready to hit. I'm going um, to... Okay, I, go ahead. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it's funny to segue into that next scene. Well, we, I could talk about this one well, for another hour, but I thought the scene when you said last week that made my chest hurt, I thought it was the next scene mm-hmm. watching the video no, and so seeing that betrayal, that awful lying, you know. Yeah. And I feel so guilty. I feel so guilty. I can't believe I was that stupid about the money. I just, you know, it's a thing with Walt. It's like you would never suspect. Like, they just never, ever in a million years would think that you know he would be the guy to do uh, that. Yeah, what's no, funny, too, no. and I'm not, I mean, this is going to sound weird, but this is not an unusual kind of thing. I mean, with I mean, we, we read the news now. These are not unusual circumstances. I mean, things like this I gotta happen hope it's in unusual, people's lives. But, but it's not unknown, you mean. They, they yeah. happen yeah. in people's lives yeah. where you, you think, oh, my God, this is way too big for a movie. And these are real events that do happen in people's lives that are, they sound crazy. But we read headlines like 
we read headlines like this and these are real people that this kind of stuff happens to and this is irreparable yeah i lie this. to my family all the time i, <laughs> I gotta say um yeah, i like you guys Jenny. Jenny. i just got married to Andrew. i just want to this is even know is your name like even it. jenny is jenny your real That's name so god i hate to be i hate to cut this off i mean because we have half an episode to still talk about but we're running so long on this that we should probably wrap it up um, because we have the whole Aaron story to talk about. And it would be great if we had him here yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and he unfortunately could not be here. He's off shooting a great, uh, some big movie, I guess, because he's a big movie Need star. Need for Speed. Need for Need Speed. Need for Speed. So um, cool. hopefully we can get him and we can talk about the rest of this episode. So, so sorry. But we're going to make um, a big, huge change in the way that we've done you know, historical change in the way that we've done these podcasts before. But this episode is so pivotal. I mean, there's so much, there was so much to talk about on this one. So, um, and it was so wonderful to have Anna and Betsy here to talk about their part in this episode. Was there any more that you wanted to say about shooting the, um, the confession? I mean, when you guys actually watched the video? Nothing? <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> Radio silence. That's why nothing. we need another hour to talk about this because has so much to say. I don't know <laughs> what to say. I mean, it was it was it was a great scene. It was wonderful. When you it read hurtful. it, when you read it, was, was it was like, shocking, wasn't it? Jackass. It was shocking to me. I was like Walt, <laughs> too much. Sometimes he does things, and I, you know, as a viewer, I have to tell you, I rooted for him for a long, much much longer than I should have. I was still yeah. rooting for him until yes. something I saw yesterday, and then I was like, oh. He poisoned okay, the kid. Done. I was like, that's a bridge too far. But I would still find myself, yeah, and I'm like, what am I doing? He's terrible. He's awful. Yeah. Rock's fine. <laughs> oh, the other kid. The kid on the bike. Well, it's, they, they add up, don't they? They do. The kid's on the plane. Oh, my God, yeah. There's kids. 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 But I mean, but I mean when, when, when the video, when you guys were watching the video, basically it's a very silent scene, and all it is is him, and you guys are watching that video. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm odd. I can't believe it. And then because of the money, I'm like, oh. I feel so because as if because now you have, have to tell Hank, right? Right, and Hank didn't it, know. And it, but as if Hank doesn't, well, he thinks it's gambling money. As if as if Hank doesn't have enough on his plate that right. he's dealing with, and then now I've I've added to that, and it just it's just, and the whole thing is just so hurtful. And Anna, when you read it, you know what did you think when you read what was you know what was going to happen at that point? How was how was your experience in finding out what? you and Walt, what Skylar and Walt are actually going to do to your sister. And that Skylar's staying on board with Yeah, Because I think you guys is right. I, we a were, lot about that. We were worried, I'll be honest with you, because I, I want to hear what Anna says. I, we were worried that you would uh, you would say, I don't know if I'd buy that Skylar would do this. We, we worried a lot about making and And obviously it's important that you buy it. It's also important that the audience buys it, clearly. Um, were you shocked that you didn't hear from me? Um, I was a little, I, I didn't, I wanted you to love it, but I, and I, w- I was relieved when we didn't hear from you, but I, no, I wouldn't say I was shocked. I, 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 it's, it's a uh, difficult thing to answer. I, I, we wanted it to make sense to you it, and it, to everyone. It did make sense to me. Good. I think at that, I felt that at that point she was so lost Yeah. and she, yeah. and I felt that she, I, I felt she knew it Yeah. and that and that she'd fallen so far down that hole that there was there was she once she made the decision to say well you know let's just let's just write it out yeah. let's just let's just time let's let's 
let time take care of this. Yeah. I'm in it with you. She knows she's in it. She's already done all this stuff. I think she feels like she's already damned and she's already lost. That's a good way to word it. And she's and and she's already lost her. Yeah. She's already lost what, her. How much worse could it get? And in a way it's almost like it's almost like taking, you know, taking something and gouging it in deeper. That's interesting. And, and, and again, I think that it's is very similar to what Walt does. There's justification to it, which is, you know, if this can stop something from, you know, stop it from getting to the kids, then, yeah. then, then this is what we'll do. And do you think maybe that she also, I mean, I know that she she's blind almost at this point, but do you think also she realizes that Walt you know, is, has been fairly good at all of this I was this just going to say that. Yeah. He's the devil, but he's the devil who's very effective at his devilry. Right. And, and sometimes in our lives where we just have these moments where, you know, even if I don't trust you or believe in you, I, I know you could probably get us through this. I'm selling my soul a little more still to yeah. put myself yeah. in your hands. But you're, you're, but you're good, good at this yeah. shit. You're, you're yeah, good that's at what it. makes Walt hot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, I mean, uh, I think she's been through quite a lot of hand jobs at this point. Um, but I'm, I think that you know, it's this very similar reaction to the one you just had, where it, there was pr such profound sadness I had in that episode, and um, in the one previous, and in this one, was just knowing that they don't have any other family besides each other yeah and she's lost walt and now she's lost the only other family she really has and so she's she's just in this chasm and yeah. i think that but there's nowhere else to go yeah. and there's nothing else to do yeah. and so i think it's just a sense of resignation but um but I think everything in her, you know, the, the parts that are left that say, I know there's, there is, um, there's, there is an understanding in her of what's going on. Yeah. She's not completely lost it. Yeah. So that's the part that hurts, but she's got to, she's just got to kind of, yeah. you know, push it, it push it way down there. Yeah. Well, well, well explained. I'm so glad yeah. that you... Uh, Anna and you, Betsy, were with us today because oh. we, this is like, I mean, just for us to have this much of a conversation about these things is just, this is priceless. I mean, the way that, that you know, I'm so happy that you guys were safe enough to actually, you know, let us in on your emotions. And this is like, you guys shot this, what, three months ago, three, four months ago. You know, the fact that it's still alive in you and the fact that you guys are still feeling what you felt back then, I'm sure part of it is the sadness of being done with this amazing oh, yeah. show. Yeah. I'm not there yet. <laughs> still got I work was to there, do. and then I went away, and then I was in denial, and I'm like, it's just another hiatus. Now I'm starting to realize as we do this, so thanks for this, Kelly. Yeah, the, the show thanks is a lot. It's going to be a really great Saturday. Take a Kleenex, Santa. Take a Kleenex. Go shopping. My daughter. But thank you. I thank you so much for being with us. Um, I'm so hope that you guys thank can you for come back. Us. No, absolutely. No. I'm so glad. And you know, we've had you um, by yourself. Well, by yourself, we've had you with Dean. We've had you by yourself, and they were both so effective. But this 
you know, these two podcasts together that we've done with the two of you are just, I mean, I'm so excited for Money people to in the hear bank. this. Yeah. Are we better we have to charge more for this one. Way, way, no. They don't <laughs> cry, do they, Anna? Zero. Come here right now. This <laughs> bump. Um, and, you know, like I said, I'm very, very, uh, I'm actually excited that, that we're doing a two-parter on this one because, I mean, this is great that we've had this, you know, wonderful conversation. I think it's going to be really exciting for our listeners as well to hear the second half of this podcast. Um, uh, and hopefully we can get Aaron. I think it's imperative. Uh, I'm not going to promise that out there, you guys, but we're going to try because we are probably about, what, three, three, or three months away from from air of this episode i think yeah but he doesn't talk to us anymore he's a big movie star (laughs) anyway um everybody thanks so much for uh for listening um just uh, i'll pretend to be aaron too (laughs) Uh, michelle did you have something that you wanted to mention about uh, mike slovis as far as directing this episode well, I just wanted to say what a brilliant director Michael Slovis is and how That's gorgeous sweet. this episode is. That's sweet, sweet of you. It is really, really and an amazing episode. Another great collaboration job between Jenny and, and, uh, and Michael. Michael Slovis. Right. And there's some very cool shots in this, such as the big, huge, wide shot when uh, Jesse decides not to go with the disappearer and oh, the disappearer goes in one way and that's Jesse goes the in the other. That's for the next podcast. I know, You'll I know. Here. I'm just getting I'm it down, in. I'm hoping we I worship the ground that Michael Slovis walks on. Um, thank you for thank listening you. and thank you for watching. Thank you, everybody, thank you. for being here. Uh, Michelle McLaren, Tom Schnauz, Anna Gunn, Betsy Tom Brandt. Tom Schnauz is in here. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, uh, Jenny Hutchinson. Tom was here. <laughs> Earlier. Uh, Melissa Bernstein, Vince Gilligan. Uh, thank you to my assistant editor, Chris McCaleb, for coming yeah, in on a Saturday and doing this man. for me. I appreciate it so much, Chris, because I couldn't have done it on my own. Thank you, everybody, for coming, and uh, let's go break bad. And Thank you, stay Kelly. tuned. We are gonna we are gonna bring you the second half of this episode. I promise. Yay, Kelly Dixon. Thank you. Thank everyone. you, Kelly. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Go break bad. Hey, everybody. Um, this is like a, probably a little bit of special treat here. I'm at Aaron Paul's house in his house. Thank you for uh, letting me in here. Oh, Aaron. thank you for coming. And um, uh, it is now August. It is August sixteenth. Um, Aaron, I just gotta let you know because you have been so freaking busy and I'm so happy for you that you've been so busy. Oh, I but love um, when we first recorded this podcast back in like May for 511, uh, you were like off doing need for speed. Yeah. And we couldn't get, we couldn't get you. So I like did that whole podcast and I finally said, okay, we're gonna do something different. We're gonna stop this podcast here and we're gonna like try and get Aaron Paul. There's got to be a way that we can get Aaron Paul for the rest of this episode because it's so Jesse centric. And damned if it didn't get away from us and we almost didn't get you. So I took a break from uh, from cutting The Walking Dead down the road there yeah. and, uh, and caught you at a time when you were like in town for like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and because uh, you're off, I hear, to do another movie. Yes. Congratulations. I'm you. so happy that you're you're so busy. It's about freaking time. Oh, I'm I so love glad. You so much. I'm so glad you're busy. But. Um, so we can get uh, we can get some uh, stuff about this this uh, this episode. I hope yeah. everybody's going to be happy. It's going to be a little bit different, but uh, we don't have Vince Gilligan with us. But uh, I think you can, you and I can do it on our own. Yeah, we got this. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, okay, so just as a reminder, because you ha- I don't think you've seen the episode, right? Actually, this is one of the episodes I have not seen. I've seen half of. Uh, the final season just doing um, uh, DVD commentary. Okay. And I, I, that's the worst way to see the episodes because you're watching it with no sound. <laughs> and I'm, I just catch myself not speaking. They're like, Aaron, you need to, uh, you need to talk. 
And I'm just, I'm just wanting to watch the episodes, even though you can't hear anything. You're just kind of like, oh my God, that's how that all played out. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, yeah, this is one episode I, I did not see, but it was such, um, obviously such a huge pivotal episode for, uh, I know. for so Jesse. Let me ask you this though. Did like when I, when I first started reading the script for this one mm. i was like so ble- this was the episode that totally blew me away because i did not see this coming at all right i didn't see the whole confession while like turning it back on to hank which is like amazing and it's that's like right. one of those things that i feel like we should have all seen coming because all the pieces were in place yeah so that's like the genius of that writer's room yeah but the other thing that i wasn't sure and i was hoping that would happen but i wasn't sure if and when you were going to find out about Brock. Right. So when you read this episode, what was your, because Brian always talks about when you're, he's reading the episodes and he's saying, you know, oh my God, oh my God. And you guys are talking together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're all, you know, we're looking over each other's shoulder. Like if I had read the episode and I know Brian hadn't, I would run over to Brian like during lunch or whatever or on set and I see him just flipping through the pages and I'm looking over his shoulder, rereading <laughs> it with him. And he just like looks over at me. He's like, "Oh my God, can you believe that this is happening right now?" And so we're all, you know, we're we're all such huge fans of the show as well. We're just lucky enough to be a huge part of making it. So um, when I read this episode, I there was just so much that was revealed. <laughs> and then he also like uh, when they take uh, uh, the meeting in the middle of the desert. Um, they're meeting up with Walt. It's uh, it's uh, uh, Saul. Walt and Jesse and that big spider too. Do you remember watching and the, the big spider? The big spider. Yeah, it just was so staring funny off. too because in the outtakes of it, they were saying that it was so cold. Like they told us like, it was like five degrees or something it like that. You guys are freezing. freezing. It looks like it's really hot out there no, too. No, it was. I can't even begin to tell you how like, cold it like was. Like even the spider didn't want to crawl. It the spot you put the spider down, it would just be frozen. Like I'm just gonna like just curl up <laughs> as tight as I can to stay warm. But um, it was awful. It was it was super early in the morning. It was right at sunrise, so we were we were there before sunrise. And so while we were there, it it went from five degrees I think to ten degrees. <laughs> And which you couldn't really tell because you were just numb no, and frozen. No, it looked really. It looked like it was nice and warm. You guys yeah, had no. Like, I thought you guys had like these warmers or something. It was. It was so. It was so ridiculous. Yeah, you could see in the scene. You'll see that uh, that Walt and Jesse has their. They have their hands inside their pockets because they were. I literally in each pocket, I had like five or six hand warmers. I would just like shove them in and just bury it into the hand warmers like please warm my hands right now um but still it was freezing after when they yelled uh cut we would run um into our cars and just turn on the car and like blast the heat that's how cold it was but um i just loved that jesse was like you know what i know why we're meeting out here in the middle of nowhere the reason why we're meeting out here is is because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna kill me you know, if I don't agree, like you're going to kill me the same way you killed Mike. And he just confronts him on it. And he knows. I mean, you, you see that at the, the, uh, the first episode of the final season when he's claiming, Walt's claiming that you have to believe me, Jesse. Right. I need My, you I to need you. Me. And that was, that was almost a threat right. saying, if you don't believe me, I will kill you. Right. You know, and so you see where Jesse's head's at. He's not being manipulated anymore. That's it. He's like, he's done. He's not, he's not going to be on one of, uh, Walt's many strings. He's not going to be a puppet. Um, and so I love that he confronted him and I thought it was great. And also 
Another huge thing that happens in this episode is he finds out truly about Brock. Brock. But wait, let me go back to that one just just quickly because I'm curious about when, you know, Walt is talking to you about, you know what, Jesse, there's a guy that Saul has that can help you disappear yeah. and you can have a new life mm. and you can have, you know, a family maybe. And you, he's telling you all this stuff. And it's like, do you, do you feel that Jesse was like thinking that he's just full of it? Or do you feel like maybe Walt at this point is trying to say just the same thing he was saying in the scene in season, in the first episode where he was saying, you know, the past is the past and right. we can move on. This is your money. You know, you can yeah. take this and make something. Do you just totally think he was just totally manipulating Jesse or, or do you think there might've been some truth to it? Um, uh, man, I mean, I would like to think that there was some truth to it. Cause I'm just curious how you as an actor, I mean, yeah. you have to play this. So yeah. I'm but in, all, in all honesty, uh, I don't think Jesse saw any truth to that. I think, how I played it as Jesse, he saw Walt just wanting him out of town. Just get out of here. Um, he saw Jesse being pos a possible problematic situation. And so he wanted Jesse as far away as possible. Um, personally, I think Jesse hearing that, he does hear like that, that, that might be a good idea, but... That's not why Walt's saying it. Right. Yeah. So well, what about the, what do you feel about the hug? This hug that you guys have had? It's just another way to toy with him. Really? Just, yeah, oh. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's because so interesting. how I, how I played it, you know, I, I try and, you know, as we all do as actors, you want to try and just dive deep into these skins mm -hmm. and, uh, the skin of Jesse, I really, I just feel like I know him so well. And so when Walt hugged, me my first reaction was oh my god i'm i i'm even more terrified of this guy because mm. i i cannot trust him at all i like he used to jesse used to be ma manipulated but mm. now no he knows i mean he knows how evil he is and so yeah. now he he's hugging him out of nowhere like that's really creepy because the fact that you actually, that Jesse actually had the balls to say to him, you're going to kill me just like you killed Mike. Basically saying, you know, I know you killed Mike. Yeah. And Mike was the badass, right? Yeah. And he says that to him out in the desert. And Walt, he doesn't even break stride. He just mm. comes up to you and just starts holding Jesse. And it's just like, just like you said, you don't even, you don't even know. This man is so evil that he can put these faces on and yeah. just like. I mean, I don't, I don't even know. We did that so many, we did it so many different versions, the hug. There was a lot of versions where uh, Jesse was trying to just get away from Walt and he just kept holding on. And there's a version where he just held and Jesse kind of just gave up and like fell into his arms. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more emotional in one, not emotional. So I don't know. I'm not sure what. Uh, That's what the one the, we chose. We chose the one we just gave up. Just gave up. Yeah, there, just was gave there up. any sort of struggle? No. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, minor, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, um, it was just so, there was just so much in it that was just incredibly beautiful, incredibly scary. Just like you said, you know, with, yeah. with this, with Walt, you just, he's just such a freaking monster. But it's funny because at this point he has what he wants. He has what er, everything that he's wanted. And now that stuff is in jeopardy, right? Yeah. That whole thing, the whole reason that I got into this. But the next thing that happens is 
Um, then we see you in Saul's office. Yes. And Saul's basically making the call to the disappearer. And you're just sitting there, you know, just, you know, uh, deep in thought and just listening and not really seeing. Well, from what I could tell, Jesse was feeling like there is no other option. This is the only option that I have and I can get away from him, you know. And then Saul gra- uh, gets money out of the uh, out of the safe for it and you start to light up the joint, joint in the office right. and he freaks out. Um, you know, when you read this part, did that, did that part start to gel for you? Cause we teased it a little bit in season, in, uh, in episode 509, right. where you start smoking the joint in mm-hmm. the, in the waiting room. Yeah. So we started to tease the whole, uh, kind of the throwback to the cigarette right. being in the pack. Well, I was, <laughs> I, when I, when I saw that, I was, I was hoping deep down, I'm like, Oh my God, is this, <laughs> is this like a little hint? Is this maybe? I was hoping, hoping, hoping you would, um, you know, they would go there, um, but it wasn't until you know Jesse was standing waiting for the disappearer, and he goes to smoke a cigarette, mm-hmm. and he realizes, wait, it's gone. His, his, his it's, weed's gone, yeah. and he's like, wait, how did that happen? And then it clicked, and then he's like, oh my god. I was so excited to play just that scene um, outside smoking. It was just me by myself smoking a cigarette, but just to be able to play those emotions of, holy shit, finally, yes, he has figured it out. He was right the entire time. And Mm -hmm. so going back and just taking it out all on Saul was actually... That was amazing. Did you guys uh, rehearse? Oh yeah, we rehearsed a lot. We did really? a lot of uh, yeah. Um, Al Godo was helping us with uh, the stunts and just you know certain punches and that's our, our, our stunt coordinator. But um, it was great. And I got to tell you, I mean, Bob Odenkirk is just is so brilliant. We all know how brilliant he is. And before mm-hmm. Breaking Bad, I never really saw him do anything dramatic. And uh, he's a brilliant comedian and he's a great dramatic actor as well but throughout this series um he is just i mean his wings this show has just allowed him just to really truly spread his wings and um after shooting this scene he out of breath he comes (laughs) up to me he's like i gotta tell you this is this is the highlight of my career. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's and fantastic. Just to, just, you know, because he was just playing, you know, he's not used to doing like that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. and you could see he was just loving and and as was I. And um that's just like the best when you just get lost in it and you actually you forget that you're acting. You actually feel like you're these characters and you're living in these uh, uh, situations and that's the goal and it's just it was very exciting. You know? I was so excited when I read it. I mean this this episode like I told you is one of my very favorites and I'm not kidding on this one. I've said this on every podcast. <laughs> They're all not, my favorite. I'm not kidding. This yeah. one was my one of my very favorite ones to cut. First of all because that like I said the Hank stuff I never I never saw coming but felt like I should have seen it coming. It's one of those, ah, you caught me. My mouth was open. My mouth was open. (laughs) You caught me. But then to see the Jesse part of it, and I loved how that played out. Um, I was a little worried at first that the Brock cigarette thing was a little, you know, convoluted and people weren't going to get it. 
but it seems that you know it's they're you know we're getting it. Yeah. You know, there's been no Good. problem since the producers cut, and um, and then to see Jesse go in there and just take out all his emotions. And you know what? I gotta say, Michael Slovis, who who directed you guys in this. Mm just did me as an editor such a big solid because it was just so enjoyable to cut that scene. Just every angle, every camera swing, yeah. it was everything in my wheelhouse and I loved it. Oh, so, good. you know, and good. then when, you know, when you're like yelling at Saul and saying, you know, let me see if I can remember what, what you said. You said something like, you know, you know, uh, uh, you helped him, you helped, you know, just yeah. how, how oh, could you it was help just, him? Yeah. you know, it's like, Mr. Y, Mr. Y, you yeah. helped Mr. Y. It yeah. was great. Oh, good. Um, and I can't wait. So you actually, this one won't play for another week. Actually, this is yeah. today is Friday. Um, on Sunday we have uh, episode five ten, um, and then uh, and then five eleven next week. So you're going to be out of town. Yeah. Are uh, you, so what happens? Wait a minute. When you're on location, so what happens? Like you know. I honestly was strongly considering dropping out of this movie so no. I could be in Los Angeles and watch these episodes with all of you. I, I'm no, dead but serious. I heard. I mean, just talking to your wife upstairs, um, the lovely Lauren. Congratulations! Yes, thank you. I have to thank tell you, you. congratulations. Um, she was telling me that this is like an incredible role. She it didn't is. tell me much. It really is. It, it, I mean, honestly, I, 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 all joking aside, yes, I'm very proud to be a part of it. But um, it's just so sad that, uh, you know, this is the final time. I know, uh, but honey, it's, it's going to be okay. This I is know, no, is it going to be okay, though, people? <laughs> is it really going to be okay? Are we going to be okay without Breaking Bad Dude, in our lives? This is so amazing, though. I'm so happy that you're going to do Can you tell us what the movie is? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a film called uh, Hellion. It's the same uh, producing team that did um, Take Shelter and Mud. And uh, it's their, their next project. Um, but it, it surrounds this family, this uh, emotionally absent father who's trying to raise these two boys alone because he, he lost his wife in a tragic car accident a year before the story starts. But uh, it's a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old. The 13-year-old is just... Do you play the 13-year-old? I play the 13-year-old. I know it's just a stretch, <laughs> but I, you know when I shave, I actually look so much younger. It's, it's insane. Um, it's a choice. It's a choice. No, but... Um, uh, I play the father, uh, this emotionally absent father, trying to raise these two boys. The 13-year-old is just, you know, he misses his mom. Uh, he doesn't have really a father because he's not there raising him. So he is just a hellion. He's just um, lighting cars on fire. He's just completely just out there. And he, it looks like he's going to drag his younger brother down with him, who is just this sweet, young, innocent boy. So the boy gets, the younger boy gets taken away and put into the system because um, the the house that he's being raised in is just not a, a good place to be raised in. And so yeah. now the story is really the father desperately trying to get his boy back and uh, tame his oldest. This yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah, it's going to be, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful story. This sounds amazing. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Um, I am like so thankful that you, that you let me come over here and do this. Don't tell me this is done already. No, no, no. Okay, we, God. We don't, we don't have to finish. Oh, no. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 no. wait. No, no. Hey, wait, hey, here's what we're going to do. Okay. okay. Can you talk a little bit about this thing you're doing at the cemetery for the finale? Oh, my God, yeah. Okay, absolutely. let's hear about it. Yeah, so... Um, uh, I'm doing a charity event for my wife's nonprofit at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. It's open to the public. It's on September 29th. Tickets go on sale the day after um, Labor Day. Uh, but all the money goes to, uh, uh, all the proceeds go to um, her nonprofit, which uh, 
uh, is a kind campaign. She travels the country and talks to young young kids about uh, girl on girl bullying and really focuses focuses on talking to young kids. But uh, we're we're gonna play the pilot episode, and then we're going to play the final episode, the night of airs, uh, and then we're gonna do a a Q and A. Q&A afterwards uh i asked jimmy kimmel to moderate it so he's gonna he's gonna moderate the q a and then all of us will will do a uh a little uh vip after party but there's a there's a raffle uh where the grand prize is there's a bunch of prizes like uh brian and i have signed a bunch of uh gas masks and hazmat suits so if you you know buy a certain amount of raffle tickets you get you get that or you get like a, a a signed shirt or a signed picture or whatever. Um, but the grand prize is um, a trip for two to Los Angeles uh, for this premiere. I will pick you up from the airport. Nice. Um, we'll go out to dinner. Uh, and then uh, we'll go try and toilet paper Brian Cranston's house. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. It was going to be a surprise. Um, so try and toilet paper his house. And then the next day, uh, we'll go to this event. Um, we'll drive to it in the RV. Where oh, where Brian drive that RV yes, again? <laughs> where Brian Cranston, myself, and the winners will be wearing hazmat suits, and we're gonna cook on the way there. Oh, yeah, okay. so we're actually gonna cook. Gonna I mean, cook I, Matthew, no, 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 no. You'll see. Barbecue. I'm actually thinking maybe like a little easy bake oven, like cook some cookies or uh, some you know bake some brownies. But um, yeah, it's gonna be great. But um, yeah, you can go to omaze.com backslash Breaking Bad. And um and enter to win there. Oh sweet! So you said tickets go on sale. Um, but, or you can just you can just buy tickets uh uh on uh, at cinespia.com. Um, they do uh, screenings of films at, at the, the Hollywood at the Hollywood Cemetery. Forever Cemetery every Saturday night. Oh, but yeah, it's uh, tickets are forty five bucks a piece. It's open to the public. We're selling twenty five hundred seats, so uh, they they they're thinking it's probably going to sell out within an hour. So if you want tickets, like get on there, get on the Cinespia. Uh, dot com mailing list and um, or or follow me on Twitter and I'll I'll keep you updated. Day after Labor Day. Day after Labor Day, they go on sale. All yes. right, cool. All right, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right here. Uh huh. And uh, I'm gonna stop Five Eleven right here. Thank you everybody for listening. I'm so glad that you got to hear uh, what Aaron Paul thinks of Five Eleven because you know what? I'm gonna go back around and start talking to him up about episodes uh, coming up. Yeah. Just right quick. Thank you so- everybody. <laughs> really appreciate the support. We all love you. Without without you, Breaking Bad would not exist. So thank you. Thank you. Okay.